<laughs> Welcome, everybody. Sorry, we got a we finally got a new mixer and we got a third mic, uh, so we're just playing around with that right now. Yep. So uh, if the sound shiny quality, new toys. The sounds a little bit weird. We're still figuring it out, but hopefully it'll sound good soon. Yeah. Yay. Uh, so welcome, everybody. And the two of you don't have to huddle. We don't have to huddle. No, we huddle don't have to huddle. The huddling is no longer necessary. <laughs> Which is kind of nice. It's you know? a little nice. Yeah. It's probably the end of our marriage, though. <laughs> like was it the is. Huddling. The huddling. Yeah, you know, that's what, that's what kept us together <laughs> all these years was uh, was huddling uh, and sure, huddling together as we did a bi-weekly yelled, co- podcast. We yelled about Dark Souls at each and other. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. And now it's like, well, you know. I, I guess I feel like I could just walk away. Like, if he was to start talking about Dark Souls, I could you just... You could literally take your microphone and like walk to the other room. You could. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and like, then... The cables should the, be The long cord enough. is long enough. We might have to untangle them a little bit. Yeah, so. so like, you know, go ahead and try me. Make my day. <laughs> I think we're maxing out these levels, actually. Uh, should we oh, bring God. them down? I don't know. I think it's all right. Um, it might be something you have to fix in editing, though. I, I can't edit around this new win- We'll figure it out later. Okay. Right. We'll fix it in post. Yeah. We're going to go live. Or we'll fix it next bi week. You might want to. It might be that you're leaning in a little. You're still oh, leaning into still, the mic. Oh, yeah, no, because I'm so yeah. used to like. The huddle. I'm so used to huddling that I, I don't know how to. I don't know how to function. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm so used to having me like. It's right been up on so the mic. And who am I without the huddle? I, who, I know. I know. We've been doing the huddle for like the last, like, what? How many years have we been doing like this podcast? Two years. Over three years. Three years? What? Fucking That's Christ. not possible. We started in 2017. So two years. It's 2019. Oh, that's right. That's okay. two years. All right. Jesus. I was going to have to like really start rethinking my life choices if I had been doing this podcast for three years. Well, this time next year we will be. So. Oh, fuck. <laughs> anyway. Hi, we everybody. We need to have children Speaking for of like podcasts, a hobby. We have one. We have is a this podcast. It? This, this is, is it. Our hobby. This, is, oh, this is our hobby. I'm, I'm going to kill podcast. myself. I, I don't. <laughs> National Suicide Awareness Day, everybody. I'm sorry. That was a very dark joke. I apologize. Uh, I feel as somebody who suffers from depression, I'm entitled to make these jokes, but. Yeah. Uh, I won't tell if you want. Okay, thank you. Just us and the three people who listen to our podcast still. <laughs> it's um, four now. Damn. Yeah, moving our way up in the world. Moving on up <laughs> to the. Six people podcast range. Soon, I mean, at at this pace, I feel like uh, Boris Johnson will outpace us in terms of numbers of failed votes in parliament. Hey, this podcast has survived three prime ministers. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) And it may survive to four. Oh, yeah. And it it maybe will hopefully survive another presidency. One can only hope. Jesus Christ. We need new leadership. Um, in 2020. Damn. So, yes, this is our podcast where we talk about things and you listen to it. Sucks to be you. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm going to say. I'm sorry. I, I, so I feel like there's, there's like a sweet spot, right? Where like I drink enough so that way I'm entertaining. But if I drink too much, that I'm like really tired and I just <laughs> don't want to do anything. And I feel like I'm drifting with every sip <laughs> ever closer to, to from being entertaining to just being asleep. And, uh, <laughs> there is a fine line. There is a fine line. It is definitely, it is, it is one tequila, two tequila, three, three tequila, 
uh, bed. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you were expecting that to rhyme somehow, but no. No. It's the floor because I'm asleep. <laughs> uh, as God intended. I don't know. I don't know why I had to bring God into this. God is like, keep me out of this, bitch. God, God has nothing to do with this. I don't want to have nothing to do with your drinking problems. <laughs> I created you, but I didn't create this. <laughs> uh, anyway. Wait. Alcoholism? It's not a it's not a religious thing? <laughs> <laughs> you were raised well, Catholic, it's, so. <laughs> it's in my blood. <laughs> That's actually, like, one of my favorite scenes. Uh, if you were raised Catholic, I feel like you were, you had to, you, you were obliged to watch Keeping the Faith. Did anybody else see this? It was Ben Stiller. Mm. And um, who's the guy who was in Fight Club, but he wasn't Brad Pitt? I love him. Jared Leto? No. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Gross. Um, Edward, Edward Norton. Norton. Okay, okay, so it's Ed Norton plays a priest. And Ben Stiller plays a rabbi, and they're best friends. Have oh, you guys seen this? Yeah, I saw that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, uh, Ed Norton at one point like inter- drunkenly interrupts a brisk, a brisk, a brisk, a brisk, a brisk brisk. <laughs> um, <laughs> he interrupts a, an iced tea commercial <laughs> to bring you. Was there a brisket at the brisk? <laughs> the brisk brisk with the brisket. Yeah. Um, the brisk brisk with the brisket. Anyway. I'm sorry. I am offended Say it so one many more people. Time. Say it once more. <laughs> the brisk brisk with the brisket. Yay! Yay! Yay. <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, that's a that's a tongue twister for all you theater nerds. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, unique New York. Unique <laughs> New York. So he, he like barges in. Spoiler alert for like a. 20 year old nobody apparently like, remembers that nobody I, I remember it I, yeah but okay. you had to be if reminded were, of it if you're jewish or if you're catholic you've seen this movie like five fucking times i, saw I swear once. to god you've seen it four times you've just forgotten <laughs> um so anyway he like burst into the bris with uh with like a a handle of irish whiskey and it's just like, I'm Catholic. This is like mother's milk to me. <laughs> and I don't know, that line really spoke to me. Um, as a as a Catholic and a burgeoning alcoholic. Um, <laughs> God. Anyway. I used to do stand up. And now you do a podcast. Now as, do a fucking podcast. As as many former stand up comedians do. Oh my god, I have so much in common with that guy that does that podcast you like. That's true. Yeah. Oh my god. That guy that does that podcast. Yes. I, the sad thing is, I know which one she's talking about. Because <laughs> being... it's like one of the three that he listens to. I mean, I listen to a lot. Um, I'm just. Are we being intentionally vague about this? No. no. It's a knowledge I just, fight. I'm oh, just an idiot. Uh, yeah, it's knowledge fight. And one of the guys, one of the guys on knowledge fight is a current stand-up yeah. comedian, and the other one is a former, uh, stand-up, is a former comedian. stand-up comedian who started a podcast. And, uh, and then he and started another podcast. And then he yeah. started a third podcast, which Damn. is Knowledge Fight. Is that all he does? No, because he, ha- he has a day job. Though, no, right? no, I think like... Knowledge Fight is his day job now. Because he has enough Patreon. Fuck, really? Yeah. How and... have we not gotten to this point? We don't promote ourselves. Yeah, that's oh. fine. We've only done the one. It took him three podcasts to get to one that's lucrative. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to burn this one to the ground, and then we got to start anew. <laughs> <laughs> From the ashes. All right, I'm going to take our new sound mixer. I'm throwing it in the dumpster. Whoa. We're going to start again. <laughs> Phoenix, write this. From the ashes. What? I'm going to Phoenix, Phoenix write right. us. Okay. From the ashes. You're gonna cu- okay. Objection. <laughs> I spent 
a lot of money on this <laughs> mixer. Uh, I'm sorry. I have talked a lot. It's what are we? We're on like ten, like eight minutes. This is this has been like an eight minute monologue for me. I'm I'm so sorry. It's well, been I'm so belligerent. Every, everyone everyone comes for the Elise monologue, yeah. and then they leave when the two of us start talking. Yeah, that's yes. true. <laughs> of course. How could I forget? <laughs> when are they gonna get to the Elise monologue? <laughs> And the fireworks factory is so far away. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> you Alice, had no final follow-up to this, this did is, you? I have You're nothing. You're like, hopefully my wife will just keep talking no, no. until minute 45. Then I'm going to slip in 15 minutes of Dark Souls, and then we're going to wrap it up and call it a night. Pretty much. I mean, That's we've had episodes like that before. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I should be embarrassed. <laughs> Why? I don't know. There are best episodes. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I mean, that and the bright one. I don't think anything. We're yeah, gonna... I don't think anything we're gonna do is gonna top our like seventh episode that we did about bright. <laughs> My, I, I had a coworker compliment me on our episode. I'm pretty sure he stopped listening after the bright <laughs> episode. He was like, probably this is too much cursing, and then never listened again. And um, but yeah, he complimented me on that one, and then. Never, never again. So are we going to sit around and talk about glory days, or are we going to move yeah, on? Yeah, I think so. No, we're going to drown our sorrows. We're going to talk about the glory days, and this is our last episode ever. <laughs> then we got to start podcast number two, then burn that one to the ground, then start podcast number three, where we all start living off living the high life off of Patreon <laughs> and, and being fat cats who get to quit their jobs. That's all I want in this Th- world. Our third podcast where I know everything about Knowledge Fight and you two don't know anything <laughs> about Knowledge Fight. <laughs> so podcast Dun-dun! So we listen to Knowledge Fight episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except for the fact that I have heard, like, half the Knowledge Fight episodes because when we get ready for our stupid day jobs, and I shouldn't call them stupid. They have lovely day jobs. But when we get ready for our day jobs in the morning, it's like, like, he listens to it. And he, I wake up. I fucking wake up to Knowledge Fight because I'm trying to sleep. And then I just hear like, hey, everybody. I, um, hey, everybody. I know a lot about, about Alex Jones. I know very little about Alex Jones. And together we have a cast called Knowledge Fight. Do you know how many times I've listened to the quit, l- clip of, uh, hey, Andy from Kansas, you're on the air with Alex Jones. Hi, Alex Jones. I, lo- I love you. I love you. <laughs> I love your work. I love you. Like, swear to fucking God. I've heard this clip. podcast <laughs> so many times. So, I've heard I've heard Alex Jones go, baby shark, wah, 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 so many times. So, we, so have, many times. we have one person who is completely knowledgeable on it, one person that is half-knowledgeable and going insane, and one person who is the complete ignorant. So, see, we've mixed up the formula. They cannot sue us because we're doing something new. Yeah. I feel like they're cool guys, though. Like, I don't know, having woken up to them every fucking day for, like, the last six goddamn months, um, and hearing Nick listen to this podcast as he gets ready for work. I have to say, like... I don't know. They seem like chill guys. No. Like, I think if we were like, we're doing a podcast about your podcast, I think they'd be like, that's cool. <laughs> like, I, like, I don't know. I don't feel like they would be dicks about it. I think they would be like, that's funny. Well, I think we should let them know that you wake up every morning to the sultry tones of Alex Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Baby shark. Wah, 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 wah. Like, <laughs> just... <laughs> So apparently, this is how much I know about this show that I don't really listen to is um, 
And then it's like, I listen to it and it makes me angry. And then I don't, I get angry at my husband, Nick. I don't know if you know this. Nick is my <laughs> husband. And so like, then I get angry at Nick because I'm like, why the hell are you listening to this? It's just making me angry. And he was like, oh. like, I feel like he has Stockholm syndrome at this point. I don't know. Like he's being held captive by this podcast. But <laughs> um, so many back episodes. So fucking like, apparently one of, if you get to a certain level on their Patreon, <laughs> if you're like a policy wonk, then they play like for every level of being a patron on Patreon, they have like a different set of clips that they use. And one in, in one of the clips, and I don't remember which one it's for, Alex Jones goes, baby shark, womp, 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 womp. Because it's all of these, like, just out-of-context clips, like, strewn together <laughs> to make their different Patreon levels. And it's fucking brilliant marketing. Like, it's, quite frankly. Quite fucking frankly. Like, I, I'm really glad that he got to quit his day job. I'm really glad that he's living his dream of listening to Alex Jones and narrating the apocalypse. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's Pretty much. You know, good for him. It's they're good the state. No, I think that's a good way of describing the podcast. Is they're the uh, Statler and Waldorf of the apocalypse. Damn! Why'd you have to bring my love of Muppets into this? So, oh, oh fuck. no! Oh, damn it! Now I have to hold my. A- Alex edited that out. <laughs> edit one so out. My... The, the, the sound of the microphone hitting the table. Oh no, that's standing. Okay, so <laughs> I, I got the broke ass microphone. Um, we'll get you in better sand. Before. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, I got the broke-ass microphone. I guess because I'm the drunk of the group. Thanks, <laughs> thanks you two. I feel it's, so loved. It's just the way that it and, worked out. Uh, and so then, anyway, my microphone fell fell over, and so it made a very loud noise, and I apologize. <laughs> um, to everyone that is listening to the podcast, I do not apologize to Nick and Alex, um, because it was kind of a dick move, or a bitch move, um, to... to I'm being. I'm sorry. That was shitty. That was shitty, and I apologize. I'm don't, sorry. That's fine. Because <laughs> um, like I was like I said, dick move, and I'm like that's not gender inclusive. Call it a bitch move. Which is also technically not gender inclusive, but I'll take it. So anyway, and then my my I'm, microphone. I'm just fell down. I'm just wondering why you're so high and mighty because this microphone was in your drawer. That's true. Of a desk I never use. Thank you very much. <laughs> I do all of my writing in bed, like Mindy Kaling. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway. I am just like Mindy Kaling. <laughs> I am a very successful television writer who worked on The Office. Sure. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm so, not backing down. Anyway, so I guess I'm just going to hold my microphone for the rest of the episode. Sorry. We, it is fixable. It's just we'd have to kind of... No, we'll fix it in post. Well, this is... Okay. We'll fix your stand in post. Yeah. Or we could pause the, the podcast and fix it. Uh, or I can just fix, fix it on air. Alex, right. talk. All right. So, speaking of the Muppets... <laughs> oh, man. Good transition. We started um, watching that, that new Netflix series about the Dark of the Crystals. Yeah. The Dark of the Crystals? Yeah. The Dark Crystal? Yeah, that one. Oh, okay. Um, I think you gave up the ghost, Alex. Uh, it, it is technically fixable again, but it's oh, just like... Can we talk about, like, a... Do you want to switch stands? No. No, I, I'm good. I'm fine. Because, like, I can fix that. I'm a you... big girl. I can Okay. I can open... Okay, fine. I was going to say, like, I can hold my own microphone. It's Why are fine. are having all these production <laughs> meetings on <laughs> Because you don't want to have them on air. Because we're theater kids... 
but we weren't like the theater kids who got their shit together and are now working in theater. We're the theater kids who work stupid day jobs and then do a podcast every other week. That's true. So that's why we have our production meetings on air because we failed. (laughs) (laughs) But the Dark Crystal. The Dark Crystal. Uh, So we watched the first episode. We watched the first episode. Can we? I'm sorry. Spoilers. We need to fucking talk about how they iced a Gelfling in the first goddamn episode. Uh, you realize that all of those Gelflings will be dead by the end of the series, Okay, right? like, I know. I know. But, like, somehow it was extra shitty that, like, you just saw, like, a Gelfling fucking die. And then it's like, oh, this is the reason why all the Gelflings are dead. Yeah. Although I, I do have to appreciate how the Skeksis have managed to maintain most of their thousand years role by being the de- benevolent sort. Pretending, pretending to, be, to the be the benevolent sort. Also, it's like about capitalism, right? Like, I felt like that was like a little on the nose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're Capitalism like or just feudalism. hierarchies, feudal yeah. hierarchies. Also, make sure your mic's on because like the, it's on the the oh yeah I on see button. Uh, yeah. So just kind of yeah it is. All right, okay. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, but yeah, it's it's about. Well, yeah, because like they elaborate on that. <laughs> you want me to? I don't know. It was a game. Uh, so there are creatures called the Sex Skeskis, and although there are very few. Perhaps they only make up perhaps one percent. <laughs> uh, just to throw a number out there of the population, uh, they they certainly control a large amount of the wealth. One might say ninety nine percent of the wealth. Um, and then, like the Gelflings, have to tithe to the Skeskis. And then the Skeksis have... Uh, like have jet skis, but Skeks. Gelflings who are, like, underneath them, perhaps. Uh, it's a small group, uh, like a petite <laughs> bourgeois underneath the, the Skeksis. Skeks. <laughs> I'm just going to call them the fucking capitalists. The capitalist Muppets. Okay, so, like, they're capitalist Muppets. There's petite bourgeois Muppets, and then there's proletariat Muppets, and this is a fucking dark crystal. <laughs> and, like, the petite bourgeois make sure that the capitalist Muppets have everything that they fucking need, and I shouldn't be calling them Muppets because technically they're creatures. Um, anyway, so, like, the capitalist Muppets make the proletariat Muppets give them money, and... In exchange for... For something... We don't fucking know. And even though there's a lot more of the proletariat Muppets and very few of the Skatskis, the capitalist <laughs> Muppets, the proletariat Muppets don't feel like they can come together to overthrow. Or they don't even feel, they don't have the class consciousness Muppets. yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they don't have class, class consciousness. consciousness. This, the enti- I had the feeling that the entire um, like miniseries will be about the Gelflings attaining class consciousness and then being destroyed for it. Yeah. Or uh, it could be that, or it could be about the, uh, you know, a protracted people's war by a small cadre of gorillas. Um, oh, the uh, like the way that they're literally taking the life force from the proletariat yeah. in order to, um, in, in order to extend their own lives, even though we who've seen the original Dark Crystal know that they're all going towards the apocalypse and climate change. I mean, apocalypse anyway. Yeah. Like that really... Uh, I'm just saying it's really on the nose. It's very 
very specific in its message that it's trying to send to you. <laughs> that is that is true, and the fact that they are like drawing from the crystal, which gives them their wealth—I mean, power—even <laughs> <laughs> though they, you know, have knowledge that it is being depleted, and there's knowledge that's found by other people that is having a negative effect on the on the environment. Um, <clears throat> that's that's pretty on the nose, right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, uh, like until I until you kind of mentioned that, I had thought, well, it could also just be like a feudal hierarchy where which they would have the same thing of like you know the the peasants, yeah, you know, giving you know money or or usually in kind. Look, goods I'm to sure their that's lords. how they pitched it to the producers, yeah. but like then in the writer room, so like they probably were like, okay, Netflix, yeah, like no, this is about <laughs> feudalism, blah blah blah. They live in this structure peasants and then you have the nobility yada yada and then they like netflix was like okay here's a boatload of money and then they gave them the money and they closed the door so they're like this bitch is about capitalism right yeah and everybody was like yeah yeah no this is about capitalism or it or they've just made it that way without realizing that they were making it that way well to be fair we've only seen the first we've episode, only seen the so. first episode we, yeah that is yeah. true but it is from what it's setting up it's mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty obvious that that's kind of what yeah. the subtext Which, is Honestly, like the Muppets, it's it's pretty par for the course. They are the Muppets are you know anarcho-communist I mean? commune, I would say. Yeah, like they have a very loose. I mean, I guess Kermit's Kermit's their leader for the, the sense that they need someone to like guide them. Yeah, but then he's never actually in charge. Yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah. a true hierarchy. Yeah. It's not like they, like, you know, tithe to Kermit or whatever. Or, like... Pay rent to Yeah. Kermit. No, no, no. Well, actually, in Muppets, uh, Muppets from Space, which I know a lot of people will say is not part of the, like, true canon. It's not canon! Um, I've, I've are... actually seen that one. I like okay. that one. Yeah. So, um, in the beginning of that one, they actually... All the Muppets live together in a commune. Yeah. That's what I'm and, uh, like, they don't... You know, none of them pay rent. They all like collectively own everything, including the bus that they used to travel around in. And you know, and it's I'll kind of like that understood one. that like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of like under. I think it's like kind of understood that like Kermit and Miss Piggy are the only ones that make actual money, but all of their money goes back into like serving the Muppets and taking care of the commune. Um, what I'm trying to say is like my ideal lifestyle is the Muppets. <laughs> like, I, if I could. I would just live on a commune with my crazy friends and, mm. and one chickens. of them would have a job probably maybe yeah something something resembling a job yeah I can weave baskets <laughs> <laughs> sell them on the roadside can you do it underwater though Mm-hmm. Can you do it underwater, though? Because that's the important question. Yeah, I don't know. I've never tried. So we, we all have liberal arts degrees in underwater basket weaving. <laughs> uh, Why is that the, the, the go-to when I you need to insult? Know. I took the history of art history, okay? Like, there's <laughs> tons of classes you can make fun of in liberal arts colleges, okay? Bitch, I got an A in that class, too. Yep. Um, I would I was imagine it'd really be hard good. to not. It was really... I was really good at the history of art history. <laughs> so that was one of the things. Man, that was a dope ass class. I got to go on a field trip. Okay, <laughs> to... I'm sorry. <laughs> I did history of comic books. Oh. And the one of I think the writer of the what was it? Uh, the Green Lantern Green Arrow series came and. Oh shit! Are you serious? I think so. If I'm remembering that correctly, that's like one of my favorites. Yeah. Denny O'Neill. 
Probably. I'll have to go back and check my notes. Oh, uh, Nick yeah. is, like, really oh, sad now. I am really sad, because, like, <laughs> Denny O'Neill is one of my favorite comic book writers. Uh, he's he's the one who uh, made uh, Green Arrow a left-wing mm-hmm. hero of the proletariat. Mm-hmm. And he's also the one who took the question, who was, like, this right-wing objectivist character, and, like made him like realize that that was a stupid philosophy (laughs) and he's like put him in like zen buddhism instead which was kind of cool um way better for the name in any event in any event yeah the dark crystal the dark crystal it's (laughs) good so far i don't know it is i mean it is dark it is dark. It is way even, darker than the movie was. Yeah, I was going to say, like, even for well, a we, Jim Henson yeah. creature feature, which are gener- are always darker than the Muppet features. Well, yeah, obviously. Obviously. But, like, even for that, it is it is dark. I mean, you see a Gelfling get iced in the first episode on fucking screen. I don't know. Like, you get you see them killed. Yeah. You yeah. seem hung up on that. I, I am, like, because I'm going to be honest, it kind of traumatized me, oh. like, a little bit. Like, watching, like, the, the life force drain from the Gelfling and have it disappeared, especially when, like, the episode had spent so much time, like, setting them up as a main character, and then it was, like, as soon as, as soon as they got picked up by the Skeksis, Skeksis? Whatever. Skeksis. The capitalist Muppet. As soon as it got picked up by the capitalist Muppet, I was like, oh, fuck, you're going to die. Oh man, and then it that was, made me really depressed because I really liked that character. It was, it was. I was aware of that even before. Like once, once that character gets separated from the other two, I'm like, no, oh, that's sh- fair. That that character, oh, dead. they're dead. <laughs> that they're dead. <laughs> they dead. But like you know, and it kind of made me really sad because like in the beginning, I was like, oh okay, this is because if you're familiar with the original Dark Crystal, there's a boy and a girl Gelfling, and they're like the last two Gelflings on supposedly their planet, Thra. supposedly on their on the planet Thra. And, um, and so I assumed that, like, the character who gets killed is, like, seen as part of, like, a very heteronormative couple. And so I was like, oh, okay, so, like, they're gonna have a kid, and their kid is the main character of the Dark Crystal. And then that character died, and I was like, oh, I guess that's not a thing. (laughs) Nope. Uh, so, nope, never mind. (laughs) Um... I mean, it's also, I, I, I guess I wasn't as surprised by that purely because I was looking at some of the promotional stuff for this and it was like, oh, okay. it was like these three main characters. And so I'm like, just did the math. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like odd man out. <laughs> one of them's not going to make it through. Uh, they're, they're talking specifically about three tribes. So it's gotta be one from each yeah. of these tribes. Mm-hmm. So which of these two is going to get killed? Fuck. And it's probably not the one that's in the picture. No, no. Um, oh, the other thing that made me think it was about capitalism was when one of the capitalist Muppets, the Skeksis. Skek? Skek? Seas. Seas. Yes. Skeksis. Skeksis. <laughs> Have another glass of uh, booze. Skeksis. Anyway, so one of the Skeksis goes on a huge, like, monologue that's accompanied by a montage of, like, oh, the Gelflings are weak and the Gelflings are stupid and the Gelflings don't know what's good for them. And it was just sort of like all of these like ways that people talk about like working class people, uh, like people who have to like earn money. And, um, you know, like all of us, everyone. like, like everybody. And over like a montage of like the Gelflings, like rising up and like 
you know, going on adventures and whatever. And so I was like, oh, okay, this is about capitalism. Yeah. Like, thanks, Netflix. There was there was also that moment um, where there's the the carriage ride. Mm-hmm. And the one yeah! is like, oh, you can read. How oh, how nice. <laughs> like, oh, it's adorable. Yeah. No, that that's like another thing. Now, I just, I feel like scroll it's keeper. Yeah, scroll yeah. keeper. Now, I got a question about scroll keeper. Okay. Because he does seem like genuinely interested in gelflings as like a curiosity, yeah. but like yeah, yeah. still genuinely interested in them. So is he kind of like the, you know, the corporate pandering kind or is he kind of something else? I don't know. Because I, I feel like, so here's, I mean, I feel like of, no, I don't even feel like I know for a fact of the three of us in this room, I have seen the movie, The Dark Crystal, the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Is Scrollkeeper in the, the first I, I think a lot. I can't remember. There, there are a lot of the same characters. Like, some of the characters that are in the original movie are not there. But, like, the Chamberlain is there. The Emperor is there. Um, Emperor is obviously not played by Jason Isaacs in the original. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the Emperor also shows up for, like, five minutes. He is only there for a few minutes, but he's still not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, the scientist is there. The scientist is there. The, the scientist, I'm, like, the entire time I was watching it, I was like, how is the scientist not Chris Lotta? Because I know Chris Lotta is dead and <laughs> has been low these many decades. Does play the scientist. Um, some, some, like, no-name actor. Like he's got like like eight credits to his name, and they're all voiceover work. Huh. But I'm like, this guy sounds just like Chris Lotta. I am like baffled. <laughs> oh, also the full title is Age of Resistance. The dark, yeah, the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Huh. Wonder what that's about. A- age of hashtag resistance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the Gelflings are wearing I'm with her t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and pussy hats. Yeah, yeah. And pussy hats. <laughs> you know it. Anyway, so I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I feel like it's real, real on the nose. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, that's my thesis. Um, let's see. Natalie Emmanuel got killed on Game of Thrones, so that way she could be uh, one of the lead characters. <laughs> Uh, she plays Deet. Is Deet? Deet. The... I think Deet's the the underground one. Okay. I think. Um, and then Aquafina is the princess. What? Okay. Here's my question. What does Netflix have on Aquafina? Because <laughs> it's like it's like her and Sigourney Weaver. It's like if Netflix needs them for anything, they're like, yeah, no, they they gotta do it. I'm thinking sex tape, <laughs> maybe. Oh, Aquafina was the collector, maybe. Aquafina is uh, the collector, really. Yeah. Aquafina is the collector. Um, Mark Hamill. Yeah, Mark Hamill's in it. Mark Hamill is the scientist. Um, Kegel Mike and wait, Ke- yeah. wait. Mark Hamill's the Mark scientist. Hamill's the scientist? According to IMDb, Mark Hamill, Hamill is the scientist. Okay. Simon Pegg is the Chamberlain. Oh. And Jason Isaacs is the Emperor. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I looked at... Maybe I was looking at the puppeteer then, because the, the one that I thought I saw for the scientist was like someone I'd never heard of before, but uh, maybe okay. he's the puppeteer. Okay. All that right. makes... That me- is... Honestly, that's one of the really confusing mm-hmm. things about looking at the IMDb, and it's kind of cool in a way, because they list... 
the puppeteers right alongside the voice actors. Yeah. And all the voice actors are like super famous people like Aquafina, Mark Hamill, Simon Pegg, ex- Jason Isaacs, et cetera, et cetera. And like all the puppeteers are just like the the crew of puppeteers that like the Muppet the Muppet company like pulls from. And so it kind of does make it confusing about like, okay, who is the voice, like whose voice am I hearing versus like whose puppeteering work am I seeing? Mm-hmm. And that might be why I was like this, the scientist sounds so familiar. Cause it is, it's a little bit like Chris Lotta star scream, but now that I know that it's Mark Campbell, it's like, no, it's just the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Joker, just a little bit, little bit different. And yeah. scroll keeper apparently is in the original dark. Crystal yeah. Too. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure almost all of the Skeksis that, that we might see there, one or two get killed. Yeah, there was one that I didn't the, recognize. The female one. That one with think, like the big tumor on her yeah, nose. Yeah, I don't and, think she's in the middle. And then I the think one that's, that's Aquafina. And Maybe. then the one in the the one at the beginning that was like, we shouldn't take any more from the crystal. It's it, you know the one with like the big rough and like the short uh, hair. Yeah. Maybe I don't anyway. know. I'll have to look, I'll have to watch uh, more. But I don't know. It's you know what it is. What's that? Sigourney Weaver and Aquafina made a sex tape together. Yeah. I think Alex already made that joke. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> then, then, like, one of us sandbagged it. I think it was you. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. At sorry. least the joke got made. It got made. It got made twice now. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm not okay. good at this. I'm drink- I've drank too much. Um, <laughs> drink some more. <laughs> no, because then I'm going to be asleep. Remember the delicate balance between making Elise entertaining and making Elise asleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, because she was, because wasn't Aquafina also in Bojack Horseman? Yeah, and she got a spinoff show. So she played the dolphin who got an Yeah, abortion. she played Aquafina. <laughs> she played Aquafina as a dolphin. Yeah. Um, but then, I no, she didn't get a, was she in the Get spin-off? that fetus, kill that fetus. Get that fetus, kill that fetus. <laughs> um, I don't know if she was, we haven't watched the spinoff yet. Because uh, there's a birdie and she, and Tuka. Yeah, something like that. Um, which I thought she was on, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, and then, like, Sigourney Weaver was also in, like, The Hand in uh, all the Defenders shows. She's also, like, if you need a narrator, yeah, Sigourney yeah. Weaver <laughs> Sigourney is, like, Weaver. the person. Sigourney Weaver will narrate your fantasy film. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it's it's good so far. The, the one thing is, I think... Like... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm a racist. Uh, Ali Wong, who is also owned by Netflix, basically. Uh, but Ali Wong is in Tuka and Birdie. Oh, okay. And uh, she was the one that had two Netflix specials, but she's also a writer for Fresh Off the Boat. Gotcha. Um, so I'm sorry. Uh, but yes, you're right. The Aquafina was on BoJack Horseman, playing Aquafina. Yes. The, as a dolphin. Yeah. Just uh, so we're clear. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I th- would say that the only thing that has kind of irked me so far, and it was really bad, like the first like 10 minutes or so. And it, I think they've got it out of their system. Uh, Cause I didn't notice it in the rest of the first episode, but they really want to let you know, like what Gelflings can do. <laughs> like if you haven't, if you oh, haven't yeah, seen yeah. the movie, it's girls like, can fly. Yeah, girls can fly. They can share thoughts if they touch. Uh, you know, and then there's like three or four other things that you see that it's like, man, this is like revealed halfway through that original movie, like because you know very little about it, and it's revealed. I don't know. 
kind of organically. And in yeah, this yeah, one, yeah. it's just like, just shove it all in there. Yeah, just yeah. get it all in. Let's touch so we can remember our first day. Remember how this thing works so we both know how it can work? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. For people that haven't seen it. Then. I know, I know. But I'm. But what I'm saying is that the way that it's put, like, I understand that it needs to be there. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying about it is that, like, it's very, I don't know, it's very obvious and very on the nose. It's sure. like, it's obviously sure. put in because they know that the people need to know it. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, in, in the original movie, it's like the things that Gelflings do we don't really know about because, like, the only the main Gelfling doesn't know anything about other Gelflings because mm-hmm. he's never seen another one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, when we find out about, like, we're finding out about them at the same time that he is. And so it kind of feels more natural. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with this, it's like, here are characters that have known each other for years and both do this thing on the regular and are, like, you know, talking about how they can do this. And then they throw, have to throw in that same line of, oh. Which I love in the movie. I love the, you know, uh, I don't have wings. Well, of course you don't. You're a boy. Like, I think it's hilarious in the movie. But they use the same line, basically, in the first five minutes. And it's like, um, I mean, again, makes sense that you need that information. But I don't know. I could think of, like, they they could have thought of a better way to to give that information to the, Mm. like, like, just saying, like, when they do their race part, like, no fair, you know that I don't have, like, you know I don't have wings or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, and then, like, let the re- let the audience infer a little bit more yeah. about it rather than just saying, here's this obvious fact <laughs> that, hey, yeah. that we would know. Do, uh, do Gelfling trans women get, like, magic wings? I would assume so. Oh, okay. It's the Muppets, yes. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Like, the Muppets are very inclusive. Um, I say as a lifelong Muppet fan. <laughs> I think, I don't know, I think my problem with the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance is kind of the same problem that I had, like, an overarching problem that I had with the Star Wars prequels, right? Which is this idea that, like, at the end of the Star Wars prequels, you know Anakin's go... And I feel like it's so much worse in this one. But, like, okay, so in the Star Wars prequels, like, you know Anakin Skywalker is going to go to the dark side. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you you fucking know this. Like, you're investing several hours of your life so that way you can watch Anakin Skywalker fuck up his life and become Darth Vader. And with this... It's the reason why I'm going to say it's so much worse. It's because I know there's going to be a Gelfling genocide. Yeah, you know, and the Gelflings are fucking adorable. Like, <laughs> Anakin's an idiot. But, like, these Gelflings are cute. Now, I, and that's, like, a fucking shame. Now, I want to know if there's, like, because, like, from the perspective of the Skeksis and everyone who knows things in the first movie, in the movie... Uh-huh. You know, they say oh, all the Gelflings are dead. Like, every yeah. Gelfling's dead. But they talk about how there's this like underground kingdom of Gelflings, right? And I'm wondering, I'm if wondering about be, that like, too. Like that's where they've been hiding this whole I'm time. I'm wondering about that too. Mm-hmm. Um, like that would be that would be kind of nice mm-hmm. actually, because that would be a really wonderful if, twist at the end. If that was the reveal, I think I would feel like 
I don't know. Like, if that was the reveal, I feel like investing all of this time watching it would be worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, it's just, you know, if I if I have to invest all that time and all the Gelflings are fucking dead and that, like, poor little city underground is, like, completely, like, destroyed, I think I'd cry myself to sleep. I'm gonna, like, I really love the Gelflings. I will, I will say this. It's less like the Star Wars prequels and more like Rogue One. Mm. Um, but here's the difference between this movie and well, this miniseries and Gelflings are cuter than humans. Gelflings are cuter than humans. And so far, our three main characters just within the first episode have received any one of those random characters has received more worthwhile characterization than all of the characters in Rogue One put together throughout the entire movie. That's fair. That's, <laughs> I feel like that's a fair assessment. But also, it's like, it makes sense because it's like you're... This is a a television series right. focusing on three characters as opposed to Rogue One, which was like a two hour movie focusing, focusing on, on like a cast of thousands. Characters? How many characters are in? The, how many main Christ. characters are in that goddamn two, movie? Hashtag too many characters. There are six. There's six. Yeah. Damn. It felt like nine. Um, <laughs> there's there's Monk, Blind Monk, Blind Monk's boyfriend. There's lady. Spa- Spanish on solo. Um, <laughs> lady. Um, lady's, lady's dad. dad. <laughs> no, Lady's dad is not the thing. He's, a, he's, an, he's, important not one of the, he's yeah. an important character, but he's not one of like the, the, the adventurers. He's not in the adventuring party that this was based there's, off of. There's a... Uh, 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 was there's the pilot? There's uh, AK forty-seven, <laughs> HK forty-seven. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. There's there's the robot and there's the pilot. Yeah. yeah. And I forgot about the pilot. Jesus. Who's the pilot? <laughs> the pilot's the one that like you know was he? That's all he does. He just flies the thing. He's not Spanish. That's Han not Solo. Spanish on Solo. No, Spanish on Solo is someone else. <laughs> the pilot's Jesus the one with the goggles. Yes, the goggles. Okay. <laughs> that's how you know he's the that's pilot. His that's his character yes, trait. Is he wears goggles? <laughs> he wears goggles and he's really squirrely. Like I think that he he like betrays them at one point and then he goes back on his word or something like that. It's been a while since I've seen it. Are you thinking about Antonio Banderas' character from uh, Last Jedi? Because I think you no, might be mixing those no. characters. Because I, for a second, thought that Antonio no, Banderas... No, that's a different <laughs> character that does the same thing in a Star Wars new movie. Um, although that one was good. That um, was like, yeah, that was way better. The It's like Rogue One, like, not, not let's, like, yeah, we're going over going, well-tread ground here. Yeah. For me, Rogue One is fun in the context of don't think about it like a movie don't think about no, how everybody no, no. dies at the don't end don't think about it like a movie think about it like a retelling of someone's terribly gone wrong D campaign yeah okay i could see it that way all right i don't know i <laughs> i it was entertaining but like a lot of people are like oh man we need more movies like that and less movies like last jedi and uh... if someone says that sentence i know that i can just disregard anything that they have to say <laughs> From here on out. It's like, would you like a fedora with that terrible opinion? <laughs> <laughs> Here's your free vape pen. Um, <laughs> and there go half of our... Uh, <laughs> nah, it's fine. Um, um, so anyway, so that's that's why, like, I, like, I, am, I was really hesitant to watch it because I knew where it was going to end up. Mm. And then it's like, I watched the first episode and it was like, remember how cute Gelflings are. And then I was like, here's a whole fuck ton of them. They're all going to get murdered. They all get dead. (laughs) All get murked. Yeah. And I, I you know, unless they don't, here's the thing that surprised me about it. 
Because, like, some of the stuff that they do is, like, very much in keeping with, like, the canon set forward in the movie. But, I don't know. From all the times that I watched the movie, I always, like, got the sense that, like, all the Gelflings, like, civilizations died out, like, a long, long, long time ago. Because, like, there's the prophecy, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, the prophecies being, like, the Gelflings will destroy the Skeksis. So, like... I figured that as soon as the Skeksis got power, they just killed off all the Gelflings. Yeah. And then, like, maybe a few were living here and there, and then that's where Jen and Kira come from in See, the movie. But, like, I was always wondering through that movie, like, if these people have been ruling like this for a thousand years, how have they been able to maintain rule? Because, like, empires don't rule on fear alone for very mm. long. Like, they have, you have the carrot and you have the stick. Right. And so, like, it's, I'm glad that they were able to explain that, like, it's been mostly carrot and some stick for this long. And then here comes the bigger stick. Because, yeah. you know. Yeah. Because now they've discovered that they can suck the essence out of a Gelfling and live yeah. longer. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so that's. It's like they can suck the, the labor. Excess the excess, <laughs> yeah, the excess value. Yeah. Out of out of the out of the, of the, the proletariat and yeah, Oy. yeah. Ugh. So anyway, now I'm super depressed. Um, speaking of speaking of, actually, that's interesting that the two two things that I did this week both involve the same idea. Because <laughs> are we are we uh, moving on from critiques Dark of Crystal? capitalism? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, how, how it's is amazing. it that you a... have enjoyed so many things that are critiques God. of capitalism? You know, okay, so I you of all people. You know, I know that everyone's getting tired of, of politics in video games, right? Like, that's the thing that we hear a lot about. Like, politics don't belong in video games. That's what they so, say. So I went back, you know, 20, to a, a classic video game where there's no politics to be found. Is this Metal Gear Solid? No. Is but, this Dark Souls? Because I will no, take my not, mic and It is not Dark room. Souls. Okay. Not this week. It's a, it's a little apolitical jaunt called Final Fantasy VII. Oh, shit. <laughs> which involves no politics whatsoever. It's just a it's a fun little fantasy story about a mega corporation sucking the value the actual life essence out of the planet, killing it so that they can live off of like the profits of it. And you're playing as the apolitical terrorists trying to take them down because politics don't belong in video games. And, and this they, is totally a new phenomenon created new, by the SJWs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, see, it's because your protagonist because your protagonist is a blonde white guy. That's true. Yeah, that who is no also okay. I'm sorry, I'm dropping the facade now, so I can actually talk about Final Fantasy VII because I did pick it back up. Mm -hmm. I bought it for the Switch. Yeah, because um, the the remake is coming out next year, and I found out that the Switch version has one where you can speed up all the animations three times, um, just by clicking a button. Why is that so important? Because that game is like a 60-hour game if you play through like the old like PlayStation 1 okay. version because the animations and the load times are slow as fuck. Mm. I've been playing for less than four hours and I'm already out of Midgar. Okay. Like, <laughs> that's how, that's the difference. And so it's like, it's not a huge time investment. I can have it on my Switch like, while I'm doing, like, like watching something else, just hanging out on the couch, like, maybe Elisa's writing or something like that, and I've just got my Switch, and I'm playing Final Fantasy VII. And I'm playing through very, very quickly, which is nice. Nice. So, like, it's it's less of a slog. Because as much as... As great as the PlayStation 1 Final Fantasy games are, they can't... Like, battles and things like that can get to be a slog. Mm -hmm. With their low times and slow animations. And, like, you know, you, you get a summon, and you just... 
you know, you, you summon Odin and they decide to do the long animation for Odin. You just set your controller down. You go make a sandwich. <laughs> you come back. Odin's finished his attack. You know, it's that kind of a thing. Um, so playing on three times speed is really nice. Um, yeah. Here's the thing. Okay, so here's the thing about Cloud. Cloud is a dork. Like, Cloud is the least... I don't know if I can say the least interesting character, but, like, he, no one in the game universe takes him as seriously as people who are fans of the game. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, everyone thinks of, oh, man, Cloud, he's such a cool badass. He's, like, ex-soldier guy. And, like, you find out, spoiler alert for now 20, uh, over 20-year-old game, but Cloud's not actually, like... Cloud is a valor thief <laughs> with amnesia who's just like this like weirdo who's like tries to put up this badass persona that everyone just sees through all the time. Mm -hmm. Like and, and everything that's come out with Final Fantasy 7 since the original game, they've like walked that back. Mm -hmm. Like if you watch Advent Children, Man, Cloud's such a cool badass on a motorcycle and look at him run around. But it's like, if you play the game in context, it's like, he's a guy who, he did get into the military, but didn't do half the things that he thought he did. Mm -hmm. And basically is just this loser with PTSD um, who has false memories of things that he did that made him seem cooler because he thinks he's somebody else. Mm. Um, yeah, so well, like, that's not really his fault, is it? No, it's not, it's not his fault, but it doesn't change the fact that, like, when you find out about, like, who he actually is, no, he's just this weird loser who with a hero comp, like, he has a hero complex. Mm -hmm. So, like, it absolutely makes sense that all of these people who complain about politics in video games, like, he would be someone that they think would be cool <laughs> because he's them, <laughs> but he's actually, like, this huge critique of them, like. It's really interesting when you go back and play it because at the beginning of the game, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm this silent, brooding mercenary with a troubled past. And then you get to like... I like, studied the blade. You studied the blade. <laughs> like, you get through like not even a third of the way through the game and you find out, oh, no, 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 no. He's thinking he's someone named Zack who dies before this game starts. So like all of the memories that Cloud has of him being this badass super soldier are lies because he's a scrub who was on the same mission with Zack. Mm -hmm. And after everything that goes down, he thinks he just puts himself in Zack's place in his own memories. But no, he's just this, he's this loser guy who is completely 100% unable to do anything and gets his shit kicked in. Mm. Um, Zack also gets his shit kicked in, but because of Sephiroth. Uh, Zephod's just this guy. You Zephod's know? just this guy. Uh, but man, Final Fantasy VII. It's it's weird because <laughs> bless you. Because on the one hand, like the major overarching like plot of the story is ex is explicitly left wing, mm -hmm. because it is about this company is sucking the life force out of the planet. The planet's dying. You're a terrorist organization. Who are the heroes? Trying to stop it. Mm -hmm. And then Sephiroth comes in and there's like this whole thing about like genetic experiments and like, you know, some, some like vague native rights sorts of things. Um, 
a little bit if you squint hard enough. But then there's also, it's also very 1990s. Mm. So it's like, oh shit, I forgot that Tifa says the R word in this cutscene. Or there's some, yeah, (laughs) there's some kind of like transphobic jokes and like homophobic jokes in, in there in the early parts. It's like, it's a little bit weird. But then it's like, yeah, taking down the man, taking down capitalism. So it's like, oh, the 90s. Yeah, it's very 1997. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm. It's interesting going back to it because there's a lot of crazy bullshit in that game that even people who have played through that game a lot will forget 20, 20 years later. And that's me. Like, I played through that game a lot and I'm like shit, I forgot about this part. (laughs) Like, there's a lot of it that I remember. Like, I remember the beats of, like, the Midgar section very, very well. Like, and and now that I'm out of Midgar, I'm like, what do I do now? Now that I'm out on the world map? I don't know. Um, It is a really good game. I'm really interested in seeing what they do with the remake. Have you heard anything about it? I haven't really paid any attention to it. Are you f- I'm, I'm not really interested in JRPGs as a rule. That's so. fair enough. I would I I would recommend getting because your computer could probably run it pretty well. The the PC port of it is actually wor- really really good as well. Um, if you've never played it before, just because it is it's such an important piece of video game history. Again, back before video games were political. Uh, uh, just to kind of see what it's like, because I. I remember getting to a point in like the mid two thousands where I kind of got sick and tired of people talking about it. Mm-hmm. Cause it was like, it's not that good. It's overrated. Yeah. Final fantasy nine is a better game, which I still hold true. I feel, mm-hmm. I still think final fantasy nine is the best of the PlayStation ones, but it's like, there's a lot of really neat stuff in it. Um, and it has a really good story, mm-hmm. like really good. Um, but with the remake coming out, so apparently they're doing like they're gonna do it episodically. So the first game is just going to be getting through Midgar. So I just did that in like less than four hours <laughs> with the three times speed. So I'm excited for that because there's a lot of characters who are only in that section who get got by the end of it. And so I'm interested in seeing how they like flesh those characters out. Because like you don't really feel anything for those characters because they're part of avalanche, which is the terrorist organization that you start off being a part of, but they're never in your party. Mm. And like, you have some dialogue with them. Maybe if you decide like you want to talk to them, but they're not really much of characters. And so when they get killed, it's like, it should be this big emotional moment. And it is for one of the characters in your party, but like as a player, I never really felt much. So I'd be interested in seeing how they flesh those characters out a bit more and give you a little bit more to care about with them uh, for when they get killed. Um, but yeah, Final Fantasy VII, it's, it's a good game. It's, it's absolutely worth all the things that you've heard about it. Uh, if you've never played it, it's on everything that you could play a video game on at this point. So it's on switch. I think it's it, on a TI 84. It's on, it might be. Cause I know doom's on a TI. <laughs> D- doom is in fact, doom is literally on everything. <laughs> I think they've, 
I think they've made versions of Doom for like the iWatch. Yeah, iWatch. <laughs> What about those uh those smart refrigerators that no, you can I, like text? I think that you literally <laughs> can play Doom on them. Because that's like Doom is such Okay, this is this is gonna be a little bit of I a, think we've talked about Doom a lot in past episodes. Have we? Well a little bit. I don't know. Doom especially when the the new version came out, like the remake. Anyway, whatever. That, that, have, that came have, out before we started this podcast. Talk about your thing. Either. Okay, so Doom is just such this big part of like video game history that pretty much any piece of technology, someone will port Doom for it. Mm -hmm. It might not be an official port, but someone will be like, I bet I could get Doom to run on this. <laughs> and then they'll get Doom to run on it. I want to see them get Doom to run on, on Minecraft. Like with red, like a redstone. Oh, you know what? I bet you could find it. I bet someone, <laughs> I bet you someone has already done it mm -hmm. because they had, um, they got, what was it? Pokemon to run on Minecraft, right? Oh no, I didn't see this. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that it's like, it's not the entire game, but it's like the tutorial from the beginning of Red and Blue for mm. how you actually catch Pokemon. I think someone has actually programmed that into Minecraft. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that kind of shit does happen. But I I would not be surprised at all if someone did did uh, Doom in Minecraft. <laughs> Um, it'd be hell to control, but oh my god, it'd be awful. It'd be like stepping on different pressure points to move like the the, the, the arrow keys and like press a button. Anyway, whatever. No, that's that's Doom Nukem. Sorry, that was whatever. Really like... Point is, we're, we're getting hype about hypothetical Doom point ports <laughs> right here. The they've you got know, more stuff to talk about. I will <laughs> I will buy Doom on anything just about that it is officially released on. Like that game is so good. <laughs> um. I don't know, what else? Speaking of Doom, I have all three Chex quests. Yes! Yes. Um, they actually, uh, Angry Video Game Nerd actually did a video about Chex quests recently. Oh, did yeah? You see that? Yeah. I know, I didn't see it. And he was like, this is good. It was. I don't know what to do with this. Nobody Why believes me. Why is it me. good? Nobody believes me when I tell them that it was fun. <laughs> no, but... it was. It was amazing. I, 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 watched, I was watching his video and it was just, I was half listening to what he was saying, but mostly I was just flashing back to uh, Saturday afternoons <laughs> on the Windows 95 computer that my family had in 1997, just playing through Chex Quest again. Because <laughs> I played through that game a lot. Mm -hmm. And I played through the second. I never played the third one. I understand. The third one was apparently made. A fan game. A wasn't fan it? game. Yeah. yeah, that got officially endorsed by the, I guess, team that did the first one. Uh, and got bundled together with freeware, and I downloaded it. Nice. So if you want a copy, yeah, I I will have to I'll have to get a copy because yeah. that is. Did you ever play Chex Quest, Elise? Nope. Do you have any idea what the fuck we're talking about? Is it a video game that came with the Chex mix? Yes. yes. Well, no, Chex cereal. Yeah, yeah, I never played that one, but there was one. There was like a goofy skateboarding game that came with a different cereal, and I played that one. <laughs> like, wasn't it wild that we lived in a time where you could get like a free video game inside of a cereal box? Yeah. Like, not only did we live through that time, we lived through the time where it was like, like when we were like wee babies, it's like you'd get like a like a whistle or something, and then I feel like when I was like a teenager, I got the a game and. I don't know what I get now. I guess Cereal. regularity, fiber. <laughs> um, you get raisin, you get bran, and you get crunch. <laughs> Two scoops of raisins. <laughs> Two whole scoops. Um, that's what I get for my cereal now. 
Anyway. God, it was really embarrassing one time. Wait, I'm sorry. This is like apropos of nothing. Everything. Everything. One time we went to the grocery store and uh, and Nick and I bought like four boxes of cinnamon toast crunch <laughs> because it was on sale. And like the guy checking us out was like, oh, yeah, my kids like these too. And we were like, yes. No, it wasn't. <laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't the cinnamon toast crunch that he said that about because we were also buying a whole bunch of veggie straws. Oh my god, it was the veggie straws, and he was like, "Yeah, I like to give my like my kids like these too." And we were like, "Yes, we're adults Chil- with children. children. These aren't for us. You are for we were Miranda. <laughs> That's true. I'm not gonna get drunk and eat a bunch of veggie straws in my underwear later. Like <laughs> that'd be ridiculous. <laughs> Who does that?" <laughs> Anyway, I'm going to go eat some veggie straws. <laughs> um, <laughs> go, but if, if you... Okay, so Chex's Quest was a full... To- like, a total conversion of Doom. What the... F- what? It was a full conversion mod of Doom that was given out for free in Chex cereal. And but... This, but so did Alex t- get this because it was gluten-free? I didn't... Okay, so I wasn't knowledgeable that I had to be gluten-free at that age. Oh, okay. So I was eating all the gluten back, oh, back no. then. Yeah, that's... Well, Your poor intestine. Well, this is, this is like completely off topic, but like for celiac disease, for, for listeners that don't know, I have celiac disease, which means that I cannot eat gluten or my intestines will kill me. Um, but in children, the... the uh, symptoms are different. It's not that it's uh, what's called failure to thrive, which is where there's like a bunch of stuff that doesn't go right. Like you don't, you're not like absorbing nutrients properly. And mm. there's usually like things like I had an iron deficiency as a kid and that was part of it. Um, and so there's, there's things like that. So that's what I was experiencing as a child, which is why I was so small and scrawny. Um, anyway, but regardless of that, no, I didn't, uh, I don't know. I don't, I didn't eat a lot of checks when I was a kid, but a friend had it and let me borrow it and I played it that way. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I did, I don't know, I, I did get it occasionally, like I got checked cereal occasionally as a kid. I, I liked it, and I still kind of do. Um, I like it too. Rice checks, it's good. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I came in a box of checked cereal, and I it played it, and it was, so the, the premise of the game is that there's a cereal galaxy... And this oh, this breakfast galaxy. It's breakfast galaxy. Everybody is some kind of breakfast food. Like there's there's bagels and there's like, I are were they bagels? I thought they were like Cheerio kind of things. I thought they were bagels. I thought there was like a bagel and there was like a glass. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure that they were all meant to be cereals. But in Maybe. any event, in it, either event, it's it's all like 90s CGI. It's, yeah, it's, it's all 90s CGI, and you find out in the 90s CGI cut cut scene that these creature aliens from another dimension the called flemoids who live who feed off of nutrition mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um have attacked this like out this like this outpost. nutritional research base yeah nutritional research base <laughs> on, and, like, on this mars far away, no was it not it's like this far away asteroid or yeah, something yeah 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 bazork uh, that's what it's bazork, called bazork yeah. yeah no bazoik bazoik or is bazoik where the flemoids are from i'm not sure i and don't it, remember in either event I'm going to play it again so <laughs> 
So conventional weapons that the the serial military has that they've been using to kill other serial yeah, military generations. <laughs> there's no explanation of why these serial men. This is why there's have, no raisin brand. Have no conventional weapons, but um, they don't work. There was they, a raisin brand genocide, but they don't like the checks mix. It. I'm sorry, that the, was very dark. They I don't apologize. work. At least you don't understand. No, they don't so, work on the so, flamboys. But but they can teleport you can them. them. Consorts them back. To their plant, to their dimension. To their own dimension. Yeah. So you have these these little teleporter devices mm-hmm, that have mm-hmm. been modified as or, weapons. Or if you've run out of out of ammunition, you, you have, have a spoon. spoon. Um, and then later on, you can find a, a mechanical a spork. spork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Which is the, the chainsaw upgrade. It's great. Uh, and and <laughs> so like they need a volunteer to come and save this this out. This so Chex man. I am from Chex squadron, squadron, and, and I, I volunteer. volunteer. Back when video games weren't political. <laughs> and so and then you play through Doom, but it's Czech cereal. But it's Czech mix. Yeah, it's Czech <laughs> cereal. Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, God. So when I was a kid, my favorite, and this is probably why I'm fat now, but uh, my favorite breakfast was to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich out of Eggo waffles. Okay. I mean, I, that's all I had so, to add to that yeah. conversation. That's just like one more Eggo waffle that I'm used to eating with breakfast. Uh... With peanut butter. Yeah. And jelly. <laughs> and jelly. Oh, and jelly. This peanut is a peanut butter, butter and jelly, jelly sandwich. But instead of using bread, you use Eggo waffles. <laughs> That's a nice little tip out for for all you out there in podcast land. <laughs> have kids that it. need breakfast. It's fucking delicious. <laughs> it's like my favorite fucking thing. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, what else do we do this week? Oh, I. Oh, well, okay. You did. No, something. go ahead. Um, I've been watching The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Damn it! We need to get to season two. Because some asshole hasn't let us watch season two. I just, I don't know. I, I... Some asshole is the person I'm married to. Yeah. I've been watching so many other things at the moment that I don't want to get involved in, like, another serialized thing until we finish. Want to watch Sabrina and Dairy Girls. We're on the last season of TNG. Can we finish TNG first? Um, but at least want to watch Dairy Girls. At least want to watch Sabrina. Yeah. I'm going to have a tantrum. So you have seen the first season <laughs> of Sabrina. Oh, yeah, yeah. Season, yeah. We've yeah. seen the okay. first season and the Christmas special. Okay, I haven't gotten that far. But I've watched, like, I think most of the first season. Okay. So, anyway. Are you we going through your that. witch phase? Uh, no. I'm sorry. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. What are you talking about? We all have a witch phase, at least. Unless yeah, you're raised Catholic, in which case, you know, that's just saint. That's just hagiography. <laughs> I'm making a face. <laughs> I feel like I have to narrate that. Um, it's not. It's not sorcery. You just pick the 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 saint you identify the most with, and they're like you're you they're familiar to you. Okay. <laughs> And if, you, there was a word if you perform ceremonies, they will do services in exchange. Wait, is that something? Yeah, yes. you pray to the you pray for a saint to intercede on your behalf, and you're supposed to have yeah. a certain familiarity with like the saint that you choose at your confirmation. So you know, so saint- so this is a monotheistic religion. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> like we're clear on that. You know, like like Saint Saint Jude, Saint Beatrice, Payman, the King of Hell. You know. You can't pick payment. <laughs> Elsa, you can't k- pick Satan. 
if you're a girl, you probably that's pick not Joan a saint because that's she's not like a the one saint. That it's an archangel. Okay, yeah, there's a difference. I do know that much. But but archangels are also saints, right? Like you can pick Saint like, Michael. Yeah, you can pick yeah. Saint Michael oh, or Gabriel. Okay. Well, <laughs> just so you know. Anyway, that was a great side diatribe on anybody that's interested in saint stuff. Anyway, no, because like, well, no, it's somewhat related. Um, I remember reading, I remember I was watching, um, Sabrina and there was like, there was a scene where like, it's the, the dream, the, the, the episode dreams in a witch house. Very oh nice yeah. yeah. There. Um, and like in the nightmare of Sabrina, like, I think they, they reference like the thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I, I'm going to go look that up. And so I wanted to, cause like I have a copy of the Tanakh and it's, literal English translation and it's like that's not what that says I think it's only the King James Bible yeah I was gonna say are you saying the King James version is inaccurate I'm saying it might be inaccurate are you you telling me 17th century England didn't have the best grasp of ancient Hebrew Uh, yeah I mean they say that faith without work is dead which is like not how you translate that it's like faith without works is dead which actually becomes a whole theological debate between Catholics and Protestants (laughs) yeah okay sorry I feel like I need to go get the book. Hold on. Okay. No, wait, what? Oh, no. Oh, pausing. Okay. Paused it. Okay. Okay. And we're back. Hi. Welcome to Faithcast. It's 403 in the AM. I had to run downstairs to pull up my Torah, my Tanakh. Oh, God. To talk about Exodus 22. Because, like, I wanted to say that the original quote of, which I believe, what is it? Uh, Exodus twenty two seventeen. Did you write this down? No. Oh, I, you looked it up. Okay. Um, which is, you shall not tolerate a sorceress. That's it. Um... But and that bothered you that it was to- you shall not tolerate a sorceress versus you shall not tolerate a witch? No, so- it's tough. Suffer a witch to suffer live. a witch to live has such much more of a like finality to it. Where it's like you mm. must kill this witch, whereas you know don't you know don't whatever. Anyway, <laughs> I maybe misremembered the quote because I seem to have recalled it being something more along the lines of don't worship other gods again. Yeah. But, like, you know, don't be part... I don't know. Anyway. No, Hebrew, yeah. Hebrew, Hebrew is a language that is weird to translate into English. Yeah. Like, you're dealing with, you're dealing with like, no vowels here. <laughs> There's a lot of ways to mistake things like that. They're implied. <laughs> right? Well, yeah. I think that's can, how that works. If, you're, if you have a decent grasp of the context. So, again, you're telling me that... Um, 17th century English scholars didn't have the best context for ancient Hebrew. I'm saying that they could have tried a bit better. <laughs> I'm saying that maybe if James the first wasn't so hung up on witches, things might be a bit better. Dude loved witches. And <laughs> by loved, I mean love to hate them. <laughs> like there's a lot. <laughs> there's, wanna... there's entire plays about that shit. I know. Anyway. Anyway, sorry about that. No, that no, was, no, no, no. What were we talking about before this? We were talking about Sabrina. We were talking about Sabrina. Yeah, yeah, so let's talk about Sabrina. Okay. So, like I said, I haven't finished season one, but I've gotten probably pretty close. Um, what do you, What do you all think? Like, uh, I don't know. I remember it's 
it's enjoyable, I guess. I would be the way that yeah. I would like say it. Like it is it's not high art or anything, but it's well cast and it's kind of, it's fun. Mm. Um there's interesting characters and like interesting storylines with it. Um it is definitely it is a way different spin on the same concept mm. that I remember from the from, original from my childhood. 90s, yeah. Well, it's not even the original because I mean, Sabrina the Teenage Witch was like a character in Archie comics like yes. back in the sixties. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, so it's like the same kind of which I haven't watched Riverdale, and I don't think I'm going to. No, but Sabrina is fun. Sabrina is fun in a way that I don't think Riverdale can be. Mm-hmm. Um, because what is Riverdale but like teen drama? Whereas this is like. There's a lot more at stake. Are you aware of what goes on in the Riverdale TV show? No, not at all. Okay. Because there's like Twin Peaks cult shit. Okay. And like well, <laughs> drug then, deals. Well, that and sounds, like, well, why aren't you so interested? Cause in I don't, cause I don't know. Cause it just seems like, it seems like a weird fit, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> like this, it makes sense for Sabrina, but to try to like throw Jughead in is like, this asexual bad boy. Like, I just don't, I don't, I don't buy it. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. Jughead will always be Jughead and you can't make me think that he's cool. Well, Jughead always thinks he's cool. So like if Jughead thinks he's cool, then like maybe it doesn't matter what you think. Maybe not, but (laughs) I will continue to think that from afar. (laughs) At least for the time being. But yeah, no, there's there's apparently some like crazy bullshit that happens in the Riverdale TV show from time to time. Gotcha. Which like every once in a while when I hear about it, I'm like, what's happening? And I get a little bit curious, but then I remember that it's Riverdale and I'm like, eh, I'm okay not knowing. Anyway, uh, so yeah, all right. So we'll have to, when you get caught up with the end of season one, I guess we'll be when we have to jump into season two. Yeah. So that we can yeah, talk about it Yeah, so more. we'll talk about it on the podcast. But we've been watching, we're almost done with TNG, like I mentioned. Mm. And we've both been watching, uh, independently, uh, Deep Space Nine. Yeah, I got through, like, I've, I've finished season one of yeah, Deep Space Nine. We've also finished season one. Okay, so then we can talk about it. Yes. Okay. Because I don't think we've actually fully been talking about Deep Space no. Nine. No. Because we've been waiting for this point. Yes. So here we are, an hour and 13 minutes <laughs> in, we're going to finally talk about Deep Space Nine. Yes. So what do you think about Deep Space Nine? I really like Deep Space Nine. Okay. <laughs> All right. And that's big. That's Some it. nerds have podcasts. <laughs> uh, listen to us on... on um, no, because, like, I don't know. I always liked the idea of Deep Space Nine. And it definitely yeah. lived up to that idea, which would be, like, you know, there's this you know station and all the adventures are happening there. Or things mm. come, People come to it. Um, I do like the... Like provisional government style kind of problems yeah. that happen, where you know this could fall apart at any minute into a civil war, or it could be like you know it could be okay. It's yeah. like if the Federation pulls out, we're all fucked, yeah. but we don't really like the Federation being here. Yeah, so like I don't know. It reminded me a fair amount of I don't know. This is just like the history person in me, uh, like the Irish. War of Independence and the Civil War that followed, mm-hmm. you know, like like there's the Provisional Irish Republic, like the the Irish Provisional Parliament, mm-hmm. and like the the Free State, 
And it also, perhaps more topically, uh, it has a lot of like Yugoslavia, like the fall apart of Yugoslavia, yeah, yeah, yeah. which would be topical for the time. When was when was the first episode? When was the first season made? Nineteen ninety three. So it was more? ongoing at the time. Yeah. So you know this kind of you know maybe things could be stable, but it's like a very volatile state, mm-hmm. and it I don't know it just kind of had things like that. Um, have you ever watched Babylon Five? I've not, although I do want to. Okay, I and I know you've said before that like it's the worst version of Babylon Five. It, oh, well, yeah, Babylon Five is is the worst version of Babylon Five. Oh. <laughs> Deep because Deep Babylon Five I'm, is the worst version. Yes. Okay. Because because Deep Space because Babylon Five came first. Mm-hmm. Like that was I think it was originally pitched as a Star Trek show, and the Star Trek creators were like. No, I don't think so. And so they went off and made their own thing, which is Babylon 5. And then Star Trek was like, well, we're just going to do it now. We're just going to do our own version. And honestly, it's better. The Deep Space Nine one? Deep Space Nine. Okay. Here's the reason why. And this is going to be really, like, petty. Babylon 5 has the worst acting I've ever seen on an (laughs) actual television show. Like, to the point where it is completely unwatchable. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and people will always say, oh, it gets better after, like, the first few seasons. I'm like, I don't care. Because, like, the stuff that happens in the first season is so... Because it it is, like, this ongoing story. It's like a big novel you gotta, you gotta see from the beginning. And that first season is so goddamn bad. Like, anytime there is a human character on screen, you cannot watch it. Mm. Um, the characters who play the alien ambassadors... Like, the actors are way, way, way better. Like, a million times better. Like, if it, the show were just the alien ambassadors, like, getting into shenanigans, it would be such a better show. <laughs> Maybe even than Deep Space Nine. But, like, then you cut back over to, like, the human security forces, and you're like, Jesus fucking Christ, Garibaldi, get off the screen! <laughs> There's a character whose entire character is that she's from Russia. And she will tell you she is from Russia every time she opens her goddamn mouth. But she sounds like she's from Ohio. All right. All right. <laughs> so Deep Space Nine. So let's not talk about what's bad with Babylon 5. But let's talk about the thing that we've all three seen. So what's good about Deep Space Nine? Odo. Odo. <laughs> Odo is great. And I don't know why. <laughs> I feel like I would hate Odo if he appeared in literally any other piece of media. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, I just love him. <laughs> Like, I, I'm surprised that you love the cops. I know. I'm getting <laughs> to the point now where I'm like, every time I say all cops are bastards, I whisper, except for one. And that one is Odo. <laughs> I guess it's because, like, we don't, like, the people that he hassles are legitimate scumbags. Fair, fair. <laughs> like, he doesn't really, like, like, he's got this really strict moral code, but it's like, he can let things slide, you mm-hmm. know? Like, that's, that's like, the nice thing about him is he's not, like, corrupt, but it's like, I'll fight the battles I'm going to fight. Mm-hmm. And I will complain because I think you're all being scumbags. But <laughs> until I can actually prove that you've done anything wrong, I'll just let you do whatever you're yeah. doing. And, you know, he's got... He's got this weird friendship. Yeah, like, like I remember from when I watched it as a kid, Mm -hmm. because this is the first time I've watched this show since it was originally on air. Mm -hmm. So, if it did come out in ninety, I was six 
when this show started airing. I was born. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I remember from when I watched it, when it first came out, like Quark was one of my favorite characters. And I don't know why. <laughs> And as I'm watching you it, hadn't, you hadn't achieved class consciousness at six. <laughs> I don't know. I just liked his shenanigans. I think is what I think. I, I liked his shenanigans, and I liked his like makeup and costuming. I mm. think is all it was. Um, but now that I'm an adult, I still like Quark a lot. Yeah. But I like I like the 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 dichotomy. the dichotomy between Quark and Odo. There's there's thesis and antithesis, and when the two of them marry and adopt a kid, it's, it's going to be the synthesis. It's so great. <laughs> um nog is also great uh when he gets he hasn't gotten a whole lot of screen time yet but i do i, I know i know more is coming yeah. But yeah he in um in star trek the so uh they did a star trek online episode of monster factory recently Ugh. and when they actually got to play in the game i'm like oh my god wait captain nog <laughs> Like Captain, like it's, it's the same. I looked it up at IMDb. He plays the same character. It's the same actor plays him. Like does his voice in Star Trek Online. So I guess he becomes a Starfleet captain. We're gonna. Well, let's. Yeah, I guess. I mean, so. I don't. And I know he becomes. I know in the series, um, he does become a nope. Starfleet cadet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess the the canon is that after after that he goes on to get his own command, which is kind of cool. Mm. Um, I don't know. What what do you like about Deep Space Nine, Elise? Um, Avery Brooks has been genetically engineered to play Othello. <laughs> to play Othello. <laughs> um, was a discussion that we had earlier this week. Yep. And, uh, I like, I like, uh, I like that DS9 is always trying to, to tell you, especially when you're watching DS9 at the same time as watching TNG. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's constantly you get whiplash, man. I'll tell you what. It's constantly trying to be like, we're not like other Star Treks. We're sexy and cool, and it's like and we'll dangerous. Talk about, we'll talk about genocide. We'll talk about rape, and you're like, okay. We got war crimes. We'll, we'll war go, crimes. We'll have our own Star Trek with blackjack and hookers. And there's literal blackjack and hookers in DS9. <laughs> Um, and also Avery Brooks is there. I do like how in the one episode where Q showed up, like, and he just, punches, said, him he just in the punches, punches him in the face. And it's like, I feel like that's the appropriate response. Yeah. Um, but like, I keep making jokes. Like every time Cisco like gets into an argument or like is going to kill somebody, I'm just like, and now you smother him with a pillow. Like, it's, <laughs> I just feel like and there was like one point where I felt like he definitely had his own Iago. There was like somebody, somebody was like egging him on to do something. And I was just like, I, the one thing that kind of draws away from that, though, uh -huh. like with, with him is that he's a good dad, but it's and creepy. He's probably a it's good husband. creepy, right? Like when you see him interacting with Jake, it's like, these words should not be coming with this voice. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he's this like Bel hey, this voice Jake. is too velvety no, and rich. I, he's I don't too know. Much, he's too much of a daddy and not enough of a dad. Well, it's I more, don't know about that. Like, it's more of it's more. I of know that. exactly. Me and my sex dreams know exactly <laughs> that. I'm, no, what I mean more about that is like is, it's it's more along the lines of like he can deliver those lines that are like 
we're I know what the prime directive says, but we're gonna do this anyway. Like like the kind of sneaky, like subterfuge kind of stuff mm-hmm. that but he's, when he's so talking good to at. his twelve year old But when he's talking to his twelve year old son about baseball. I'm like No no, no. <laughs> it's really bad. It's really bad when Jake finally goes on his or, first yeah, date. When he talks to him about like, girls. And it's like this is Avery Brooks and his like sexy, like velvety smooth voice, and it's like, You're too young to take girls to the holodeck. And it's like but are you going to daddy Cisco? Like, are you going to take those girls to the holodeck? And it's like, it's past your bedtime. Go to bed, Jake. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I mean, like very like it's he's, I stand by what he said. It's he's too sexy to be a dad. I, I disagree. But he is absolutely I, a daddy. I disagree. Like, <laughs> I think that he's able to to like. Do you not that think that, that Cisco is a daddy? Yes or no? I, I, <laughs> Cisco is a daddy. This is like the line has been drawn. Okay. I'm listening to you, I, Alex. All right. So I think he is really good at drawing that line between I'm doing my personal talking versus I'm in professional mode. Yes. I think, I think he's able to act that very well. No, I, I think he is too. I, all I'm saying is it does sound weird. Like when you, when you see him, like you, when like, okay, so here he is like planning this extra legal assassination or whatever like dark shit he's getting up to and then it's when like did that happen? i don't not yet but i'm able <laughs> to say like i could buy that happening is what i'm saying and like at the same time like he has to teach jake how to like shave yeah. oh, for the first how's, time how's your math homework going son and then it's like oh we need to we need to uh I don't know. Blow up this Cardassian ship or whatever. I don't know. It's a very I don't different... regret anything I did. He always has also, a very Jake different tone. He does. So... That's what I'm saying though, is the tone I think the tone that he has when he talks to Jake is weird. I don't think it's so. I think I think it suits him. I think it suits it well. It does it does okay. What I'm saying is it suits it, but when you hear both from the same actor kind of back to back, it's like very like which is, I feel like it's why Picard never knows how to interact with children. <laughs> because it's like, they can write the character to do this one kind of, like, not like one thing, but like this wide range of things. Mm-hmm. But it's like, whenever he has to interact with children, he's like, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. Let's do a climbing song, children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is like, but, but they play with it. Like yeah, that, yeah. that episode is fun because they like, okay, well it's, now Picard has to interact with these kids. Like, what is he? He's locked in an elevator. He's locked we in an elevator. We have a bottle episode with four of four children. Picard and four kids. What is he do? <laughs> Which, and I feel like that's very. It's like it's a very natural thing where it's like, okay, on the. Like, I guess what it is is like, Cisco is obviously a really good dad, mm-hmm. and like he really does care about his son, but he's also like. So scary sometimes when it comes to like and like very intimidating and so it's kind of it's not i don't know i would say it's difficult to jibe those two aspects of his character but you're right like he avery brooks performs them well Mm -hmm. it's just that i personally find it weird it'd be like it's the same thing when I, I talked about Mindhunter a few weeks ago. Like there's a there's a story arc in the second season of Mindhunter where one of the characters like has like this thing going on with his family. And so like the family shit gets really strained by the fact that this guy is dealing with serial killers on a regular basis. And I feel like Cisco should have more like 
mental anguish, I guess, from what he's doing. So it's just weird that that's not present when he's interacting with Jake. Yeah, but like you gotta I think. I think is what I'm trying to say. You like I know I hear I hear what you're saying, and I to a certain extent you think you're right. I think it's also it is absolutely a product of the '90s. Yeah, and it's like you can't. I much in the way that like TNG really struggled with like was very afraid to give Jordy a girlfriend yeah. because they were blatantly afraid of right. black male sexuality. I feel like And then they cast Avery Brooks. Right. And then they cast Avery <laughs> Brooks and it's like, well we gotta But then go they killed his wife. They did. Super, super saccharine with his interactions with Jake. Mm-hmm. We cannot you, allow him to have his work affect his interaction with Jake. Do you mind if I, I feel like do you I, do you mind if I give you some minor spoilers for like the later seasons? I don't want any spoilers. Okay, all right, then I'm, I won't say them. I will say though that the they do by the time they get to the later seasons of TNG, they stop giving a fuck about pairing up black actors with other with with actresses. Okay, like it, there's a there's a lot of that okay. <laughs> going yeah. on. Yeah, all, all I know, I mean, there's there's like one episode that I know about where Nog tries to form a union, and then I know that Avery Brooks grows a beard. And yeah. other than that, like yeah. I don't really know. Grows exactly. a beard and shaves his head. Yeah, it's a good so. look on him. Um, I don't know about as, that. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. For those of you guys who can't see right now, Nick Nick has a shaved head and a beard. Anyway, um, I felt like I wasn't finished with my point, or maybe I was, and and it just didn't sound as resonant as Dr. I wanted Bashir. Do you want to talk about Doctor Bashir? No, I I was just like the thing about Avery Brooks. I feel like oh, okay. you can't. I I feel like in the, I I feel like it's that same kind of energy or that right. same kind of thought process mm-hmm. behind like we can't. We can't make Jordy too sexy. We can't allow Cisco's the strain of Cisco's job to interfere with his relationship with Jake. Right. Like he has to be the good dad. Like he has to be the perfect dad. Yeah. Um, because because realistically, like yeah, his his job would probably put a strain on his relationship with his son. Yeah. Um, especially after losing his mother, his wife, and the mother of his son right. to the Borg. Um, yeah, Dr. Bashir. Bisexual icon, I guess. I don't know. What do you want to what do you want to say about I don't about know. You had thoughts about him like that one time we watched an episode together. Oh, uh, yeah. I I go back and forth on Dr. Bashir <laughs> because on the one hand, I'm like, "Oh my god, this guy is He's like a like... walking sexual harassment <laughs> yeah. lawsuit." Um, like just every fucking time he like walks into a room, I'm just like, "What? Like how how do you how have you not been court-martialed for sexual harassment?" Because I feel like that's a thing that would happen in the Federation. Um, apparently, like, there's this whole fan theory that Bashir is actually, like, bisexual, um, which I can kind of buy. Yeah. Buy, get it? Anyway. Yeah. Um. Does he never sit in chairs properly? Know. It's not that. It's the, the, the episodes with him and Garrick. Mm. Because he gets, he gets like, weirdly close to Garrick, and there's, like, a lot of flirting There's energy. a lot of sexual tension and, in that episode. Like, holy shit. And Garrick... Which one's Garrick? Garrick, Garrick is, is the uh, the Cardassian who may be a spy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah! <laughs> so, apparently there's also a fan theory that, like, Garrick is outcasted from the rest of the Cardassians because of the fact that he's gay, and Cardassians put a lot of emphasis on building 
heteronormative yeah building heteronormative families and so there's this fan theory that like Garrick is gay which is why there's a lot of sexual tension between him and Bashir and that Bashir is bisexual and I don't know like I would be I would be interested in seeing more of that relationship I'd be interested in like I'm, I'm interested in this fan theory and I want to see if it holds up. I'm pretty sure Garrick does keep coming back. So I think we will. See yeah. That. Um, I don't know, but like, and then it was like, we got into a really weird discussion about like, well, what about Raker? Cause Raker's also kind of a sexual harassment lawsuit, but then it's like when you compare a white, a very white cishet man who's very muscular and like six feet tall and put him next to like a shorter man of slighter build um, who's of less, vaguely less Mediterranean. Of, yeah, right. like vaguely kind of. He's. I'm pretty sure the actor is from like Syria. I think he's Syrian, something okay. like that. Okay. I can't, I'll have um, to look it up. So then it's like you know, both of these characters kind of participate in the same sort of behaviors, but like one is seen as like acceptable, like Riker's behavior is seen as like very acceptable and like wanted as opposed to Bashir, who is like seen as more, I don't know. Quirky. He's Sudanese. I'm sorry. Not is Sudan. Okay. He's, he's from Sudan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So whereas like, so like, Oh shit. He's also in kingdom of heaven. Sorry. Oh, weird. Okay. So, um, like, Riker, or, uh, so, like, Bashir's behavior is seen as very, like, cloying, Mm. right? Like, it's seen as very cloying. It's seen as very needy. He's seen as kind of, He's an incel. Yeah. Kind of. Right. Versus, like, Riker, but, like, Riker, you could make the argument... I don't think this, but, like, I think you could make an argument that, like, Riker is predatory. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think that you would want to... I don't think that Bashir would be an incel. Yeah. It's the vir- it's the virgin Bashir and the Chad Riker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if we're going to, like, co-opt <laughs> language. Um, I didn't want to go there, but since Nick went there, like, like Bashir's... Yeah, anyway. All right. Um, but, I, but, like, we were talking about, like, what is the element of race... Because, like, I had said that. I was like, oh, like, I would cringe when, like, Bashir came on and he was, like, hitting on on Dax. And then Nick was like, well, what, a, like. If Riker was If Riker it. was doing this, like, how would you feel? And then I felt like I really had to, like, kind of reflect on that for a minute. Self-crit. Yeah, self-crit, so. I like Bashir a lot. I think he's a fun character. Bashir's yeah. he, good. He's, um, like, he's, he, I, I find him interesting because he is so out of the mold for a regular Star Trek character. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he's he's very enthusiastic. He's very positive. He's very well, it's not that. It's it's cuz cuz he is kind of written to be a little bit irritating. You know yeah. what I mean? Like his he it's everyone is enthusiastic in Starfleet. Like everyone yeah. has like passions. Um but like He's very, like, naive. He's relatively young. I think the actor was, like, he's still, in, like, in his late 20s, I think, yeah. when the series first started airing. Um, so he's relatively young. He he's inexperienced. Has, yeah. And he's, like, 
you know, he's kind of just like... He's full of himself, but he doesn't have the experience to back it up. Right. And I feel like if this were TNG or TOS, this would be a character who would be in like one episode to learn a valuable life lesson. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to being a return, like a recurring major character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, that's, I think why I really like him because he's so different from every other character in star in star Trek up to that point. Yeah. Because everyone else fits this mold of like, Except for maybe, like, Wesley in the early seasons. Like, Wesley may be the only other character like that. But Wesley is shown to be, like, he's a little... He's young and naive, but he's also, like, right all the time. Like, he's incredibly intelligent. Like, Bashir is smart, but he's got a severe case of, like, foot and mouth disease kind of a thing. Like, he never, ever says the right thing. He's not as smart as he thinks he is. He's also not as smart as he thinks he is. And he tends to be... Very condescending. And we're led to believe that Wesley is some sort of crazy wunder kid. Yes. Um, who, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's interesting to see the different foils because I really feel like Bashir is supposed to be kind of a foil to Riker in the way that, like, you could kind of make the argument that, um, oh, who's the Bajoran major? Oh, Major Kieran. Like Major Kieran is almost like a foil to, to Worf. Um, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who Dax would kind of pair off against. She's she's kind of a Troy, but she's also kind of Geordi. She's also kind of a Spock. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true too. So it's it's interesting, like with DS9 where they take the tropes Mm. that they have certainly laid out. Like, Mm. okay, you got to have like the sexy dude who gets with all the ladies and you got to have the strong captain and you've got to have the like know-it-all computer and you've got to have the warrior. And it's, it's interesting how they flip a lot of their, their tropes on their head. Um, So instead of getting like, the sexy dude that gets all the ladies, you get like somebody who really thinks that they're sex. You know what I mean? Like you, you get Bashir who and he's, and is he's filled with all this kind of like, you know, he's a little not, charming. Like, yeah. You no. Know, yeah. But it's, it's not like fuck your way off a planet. Like Riker does. Yeah. And you know what also... I mean? It's not like drop trow immediately. Like, um, Captain Kirk. You know what I mean? It's also important to note, I think, that he's not... It's not like he's trying to bang anything that moves. Like, he really has, he like... really has got something for... At least, at least in what we've watched so far. Mm-hmm. He really has something for Jadzia. Like, he really mm-hmm. has this, like, huge crush on her. Yeah. Um. And maybe for Garrick? Yeah. Um, but, but then he also, like, chats up other women at the bar sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes, but it's, like, it's not to the extent of no. something like like Riker. Mm-hmm. Like, I, were just, I remember, because of the thing that I specifically pointed out was the episode where Data makes a daughter. Oh, and yeah, And yeah, yeah. Riker's been off the ship for a while and doesn't realize that that's who that is. And he comes in and, like, immediately starts flirting with her. Mm-hmm. 
And Data's like, what are your intentions with my daughter, Commander? And he's like, your daughter? And it's like, wop, 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 wop. Like, it's very... Like, oh, Riker. It's very played off as a joke, but it's like, this being is like six days old at this point. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really creepy. <laughs> so, do we want to talk about Dax? Um, yeah, we can talk about Dax. Okay. Yeah. You... I mean, you've shared with us outside of the podcast that you have feelings about Dax. Yeah, so Dax, I mean, Dax is kind of, I think, as close as we're going to get for, like, trans representation Mm -hmm. in this series. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's any in, like, the new series. Like the new, new one. The new, new like Oh, like uh, uh, Discovery? Discovery. We haven't watched Discovery yet, so I I can't say. But, like, okay, but it's got to be an alien. Yeah. Okay. Um, and like, I don't know, I, there's something about the way that, um, Cisco calls her old man from time to time mm-hmm. that I don't know if that's just me like internalizing that where it's like, or I just have to kind of accept that. Okay. For her, it's okay. Yeah. But like, yeah, no things, things get so, a little dicey for me anyway. Yeah. I, I mean, there, I, I know. I oh. feel like it's not. It's not a perfect one-to-one representation no. No. because of the fact that it's like it's an alien species. You're you're looking at a cultural difference mm-hmm. and a cultural norm and trying to apply it um, to basically a different set of rules and understanding. True. And so I, while I understand that, like hearing somebody who's presenting as a woman being called old man might be triggering for you, mm-hmm. I feel like it is. I, I like I like I don't I don't know like it's it mm. is a separate it's its own thing and I think when we look too hard to find these like one to one analogies we lose the nuances of what the writers are trying to present. Mm-hmm. Star Trek. And I don't know if that was the answer that you wanted to hear. I don't no, know. I mean like I I agree yeah. I understand that it's like yeah, yeah this is an alien species that they're dealing with and they're trying to explore different modes of being and different ways that people could possibly be. Um, I'm just saying that from a personal perspective, it gets a little bit iffy. So Star Trek has this big problem um, where for something that is meant to be, you know, luxury space, gay space communism, right? They they hide the gays in that they hide the gays. Yeah. Like everyone, everyone in Star Trek has to be straight. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, I feel like DS9 comes the closest of the things that I've seen to being like that, even more than like the J.J. Abrams movies. Like, cause the, I feel like the J.J. Abrams movies are actually the worst offenders when it comes to that, mm-hmm. in that they have to pair people off in heterosexual relationships. Mm-hmm. Like you cannot think these characters are gay. Hey, With hey the there's a 10 second shot of where you Sulu, see Sulu's husband. Yes. You, I know. You see him holding hands with another man. I know. I know. Yeah. That's like the one thing, but it's like, well, because people make jokes about like Kirk and Spock being gay, but Kirk and Spock can't be gay. So we have to, so Kirk has to bang everything, even though that's an overplayed thing from the original yeah. series that isn't actually present in that character in the original yeah. series. Um, it's worse for Riker, honestly, I would say than it is for, than it is for TOS. I mean, uh, Riker Kirk. had to literally fuck his way yeah, off. He did. Once. <laughs> so like, um, yeah. And then and 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 Spock. Well, I mean, maybe if Spock's gay, well, maybe they maybe they're both gay. But no, we'll put Spock in a straight relationship too. So there now they're not gay. 
Nothing's got, gay. Got a case of the not gays. <laughs> got a case of the not gays. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like DS9 plays with it because I, I really feel like that Dr. Bashir Garrick stuff is intentional. Mm-hmm. Like, it is so obvious that it can't not be intentional. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the thing with Jadzia, it's like a lot of people kind of see Jadzia as like a, a trans icon, but that there there are big problems with that. Mm-hmm. And I think probably the best way to explain it, like, because she does correct people when people refer to her by the last body's name. It was Curzon. Curzon. Yeah. So yeah, there's a, there's a meme um, that was floating around a while ago where it was like Klingon said trans rights because Judzia runs into a Klingon who knew her when she was Curzon mm-hmm. and the Klingon's like Curzon, my old friend. And she goes, it's Judzia now. And she's, so the Klingon's like Judzia, my old friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that part of it is definitely there where it's like when people like dead name her, she corrects them. But I feel the big difference is that because part of her, I, and there's that whole episode about how like, she's not really the same person mm-hmm. as Curzon. Like, they have similarities, but they're not exactly the same person. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what, that's where the old man thing comes from. Mm-hmm. Is that since um, Cisco was friends with Dax before Dax was Jadzia, that, like, he knew... Curzon. Da- yeah, he knew Curzon Dax. And so, like, that was, like, the, the friendly kind of, uh, like, a nickname that he had for Curzon. Mm-hmm. And because they're still kind of the same person, he maintains it. And I feel like that's different from him calling Judzia Curzon because it's showing familiarity. But it's not like... I guess the thing is that when when Dax was Curzon, he was Curzon. Mm-hmm. And now that Dax is Judzia, she is Judzia. Mm-hmm. And they're the same person at different points in their life with different genders at different points in their lives. Does that make sense? So it's not like we, it's a, it's an embracing rather than what, what I'm trying to say is that it's not like, Hey, I've struggled with dysphoria my entire life. And I I would prefer if you didn't use, if you stopped using, you know, masculine pronouns or like masculine words when referring to me, it is when you knew this, when he knew, Curzon, Curzon was a man. Mm-hmm. And now Curzon is and now Curzon is no longer the same person. Now Curzon is Judzia. And now Judzia is a woman. Mm-hmm. But he still has that kind of familiarity with the entity mm-hmm. that he called old man. And so it's kind of like a joking, like So I don't see it as being it's not the same thing as like dead naming or like No, it's using... not. It's it's you're you're absolutely right. Like it yeah. is not the same thing. Um you know, I just also can't not see connections. To no, it. exactly. And, yeah. you know, see part of it in that character. Right. Uh, so. I don't know. I I feel like, yeah, I've said what I need to say. <laughs> so that that, that as for all of his good intentions, Gene Roddenberry was mostly just a horny old man who was who had a lot of internalized racism and a fair amount of internalized misogyny who, in spite of all of his best efforts, 
still came out in his work. Mm -hmm. And it continues to come out in the things that are inspired by his work as an unfortunate side effect. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know... Yeah, yeah. Has anyone... Have you guys watched the... um, Like, videos of him, like, talking about... Like, like Gene Roddenberry talking about Star Trek? No. Oh, man. Because it's like, oh, no. You've got... You've got some stuff. Because he was like, oh, man, like like throwing around the word oriental are we (laughs) when referring to people that's uh Mm. that's unfortunate (laughs) but it's like at the same time it's like well it at least you were giving people who weren't white like important roles and Mm. showing trying to show them as people good job did he call them chinamen he did not do that. <laughs> okay. Thank God. But I'm pretty sure he does. Like, there's an interview where he does refer to Sulu as an Oriental, and it's like, <laughs> no, thank you. Mm-hmm. We give everyone, like, even the Scotsman, like, the <laughs> not really, but like, still, like, it's that kind of like level of stuff where mm-hmm. you, he did some good progressive things. Progressive for his progressive time. Progressive for yeah. his time. Yeah. And I think that's. That's a good place That's to a good place call to end it, it for yeah. tonight because we were almost gone for two hours. All right. Sounds good. Well, God, it was like 10 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for listening to our rambles. Yep. Um, my name is Alex. I'm Nick. I'm Elise. And this has been Some Nerds Have a Podcast. Thank you all.